I'm making some. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to share with you today. Yeah. Now, I've been doing a little series, um, and the basic overall title is Examine Yourselves. But I didn't want to start right off with examining yourselves. I wanted to start off with where our faith is rooted and grounded. And that's in Jesus. That He is our security. That we are not. And we believe in Him. And it's important that we believe. And that we believe the right thing about Jesus. That He is the Son of God. Amen. That He came and that He was our substitutionary sacrifice. He took everything that we deserved because of our sin and rebellion upon Himself and set us free. And we can count on that. We can count on that. And so the next one was confident. I'm confident that this is true. That Jesus is able. That He was truly the Son of God and that everything He did worked. And that it can be mine. And it can be yours. And we need to know that and be secure in that fact. It's nothing we can earn or we can't impress God. We can't be too bad and we can't be too good. We just need to believe. And I love the way the Amplified puts it. And you've heard me say this. Believe in, trust in, and rely on. It's, just, it's not just a mental ascent. It is giving your, hey, it's giving your whole person, amen, and receiving the whole person of Jesus, amen. It's good. So are you pointing at me? Yeah, I was. So we're going to go into, and I want to I just lay a little groundwork here. I want to say that that's the most important thing. I want to say that. I believe in the grace of God. Because if it weren't for His grace, He would never have considered us for salvation. (laughs) I mean, it would have been while we were yet enemies, Christ came and He died for us. So you have to understand, we have to understand and embrace the fact that it is His grace which flows out of His love for us, which is central And his desire for you and me to be a part of his family, that's central. And that's where our salvation comes from. And when when we see and we encounter and the Holy Spirit draws us to the Lord and and says, this is Jesus. The Father says, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him, right? And we recognize just being put in proximity with Jesus Our life and his life, we see, oh my goodness, we're rebellious, we're selfish, we're prideful, we're sinful, which is transgression of the law. We are all that, and there's no way we can reach God the Father. And Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for it's easy, my burden is light. Amen? My yoke is easy. My brother, learn of me. Learn of me. It's, you know, it's progressive in that sense, but it's, it's instantaneous in the fact that you're born again. Amen? 
Now, some of you ladies that have birthed children know that sometimes it's fairly quick and sometimes it's not so quick. But it still is usually within a day or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as a, you're born again, it's not a 10-year process. Thank <laughs> God, can you imagine trying to push out a 10-year-old? Just saying. I mean, I can't. Mm. I just watched Kathy, you know, and actually some others that we, we helped. But, um, wow. But you're born again. You're born of water and the Word and the Spirit. and, the, and the, it, 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 You're God's kid. You're just God's child. And that's important to recognize. That it's by grace you're saved through faith. And that's not even of yourselves. It's a gift from God, right? Are, are, we, on, are we on the same page here? I just want to make sure that we understand that I'm coming from a point of grace. And that's not the singing group. That was dumb, wasn't it? I'm okay with that. Because we're going to look at something that some, some of... You may twinge a little bit because it's like, oh, no, that's performance based acceptance. And I assure you that it is not performance based acceptance. I will never, ever preach that. We're accepted through the beloved and his name is Jesus. But he causes his DNA causes behaviors in us that are much different than our unregenerate self. Amen. And so you can kind of tell, I mean, you can kind of tell by the fruit of a person's life. You can actually tell by the fruit in your life. Have I really been born again? Now, I want to dismiss the thought that you doubt your salvation. Don't do that. If you know that you know that you know. That you are a believer, that you believe in Jesus, that you received him into your heart, that you gave him your mess and he gave you beauty for ashes. Amen. If you know that you stand on that, you can be confident. That's why I preach the confident thing first. okay? Because if you believe and are baptized, you'll be saved. We can go on and on. Well, what about the thief on the cross? He didn't get baptized. Hey, you know, God's got some sense, y'all. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Are you with me? But I love baptism. It's such a great picture of being buried into death and being raised in newness of life. What did I say? Newness of life. Amen? What a great picture. And the cleansing thing. You go in dirty and you come out clean. Cleansed. Amen? It's just a great picture of what Christ has done with us inwardly and outwardly. So, when we approach the concept of examine yourselves, Paul, he's fixing to come, he's been twice. This is the second letter to the Corinthians, which is a wild church now, y'all. They were a wild bunch now. They really, really were. A wild bunch. Now, they were saved, but they needed some instruction. They needed a little guidance. And so Paul would write to them. <coughs> and he's, he's, he's kind of getting them set up for his third visit. So, here we are. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, New American Standard. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. 
And if you don't finish that verse, you can easily get off into navel-gazing, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and self-absorption. And all of a sudden, you're not focused on what God told us to do, which was share His love with others, right? Love one another, you know, share the gospel um, to every creature, right? Uh, so we're so self-absorbed and Satan... Keeps telling us, oh, yeah, you blew that one. Yep, you're gone. You're going to have to go to the altar again. You know, (laughs) whatever. You know what I'm saying? And have you all torn up. And that's not Jesus. That's not what the Holy Spirit does for us. He does convict of sin, though. Right? And righteousness. Hallelujah. You are righteous. And Paul's wanting us to understand who we are in Jesus. And so he says, test yourselves, see if you're in the faith, examine yourselves. And then he says something that I think is awesome. Or do you not recognize about this about yourselves? Okay, this is about you, that Jesus Christ is in you. Amen. He's in you. Yeah, I'm getting a little louder this morning. if It's okay. It just it, it's so important. We can't stop places. We can't just pull Pieces of scripture out. We've got to read it in context and see what Paul's really driving out here. He wants them to know. He wants them to know that they're saved. That they're Jesus. They belong to Jesus, right? Isn't that a wonderful way to approach it? He's not saying, well, you stupid Corinthians. Maybe a little. <laughs> but he's just pointing out. He says, look, you know, I'm looking at the gauges on your on your." On your dashboard. And I'm seeing that you're overheating a little. <laughs> you're a little low on oil. That you're a little, you know what I'm saying? You're turning too many R's. You're in the red. You're in the red red zone there. You know, you're, you're, you're going to blow up your engine. You're gonna, so he, 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 he wants us to see that we're really okay. Down deep. But we need to let that thing that God has placed on us to come out. From the inside out, change me from the inside out, right? Let that that shows be Jesus. And so look at yourself. How does it look to you? Well, if you've got some problems, here's the real problem. You're not believing that Jesus is in you. That you're a new creature in Christ. Behold things. I mean, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. You're still living like this. That's, that's, you're, you're not paying attention. I want you to know to whom you belong. Now, we're going to get into some other stuff, and it's a hair sticky. But remember, we've laid a foundation of belief in Jesus for our salvation and his work alone, not our own. Right. And we have laid the foundation of confidence. I'm confident that, God, you will do this. You I've surrendered my life to you and you will take care of me. You will see that I grow into the image of Jesus. And we're going to look at that a little later. Meanwhile, back at the ranch in Corinth, I want to read 2 Corinthians 13, 1 through 5 in the message. He's alive now. Talking about Jesus. Well, this is my third visit coming up. Remember the scripture that says a matter becomes clear after two or three witnesses give evidence? And that's typical Paul. On my second visit, I was warned. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
On my second visit, I warned that bunch that keeps sinning over and over in the same old ways that when I come back, I wouldn't go easy on them. He's not putting them back under the law. Okay? Just hear, hear this. So, I don't want you to be... Well, I'm going to get there. Now... Preparing for the third, I am saying it again from a distance. If you haven't changed your ways, by the time I get there, look out. You who have been demanding proof that Christ speaks through me will get more than you bargained for. <laughs> this is Paul, the, the one who, who's written more about grace than any apostle ever. I mean, right? Are you with me? Some of you are like, okay, where are you going, John? Where are you going? Stay with me because I want you to go there too. You'll get the full force of Christ. Don't think you won't. He was sheer weakness and humiliation when he was killed on the cross. But, oh, he's alive now. In the mighty power of God. We weren't much to look at either when we were humiliated among you. But when we deal with you this next time, we'll be alive in Christ, strengthened by God. Look out. Verse 5, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Amen? Bottom line. Bottom line. Because that's what changes your behaviors. That's what changes the gauges on your dashboard. Amen? Be sure you're solid. I want you to know. It, you can know. You can be so content and so confident and, and so free. I want you to experience all of that in Jesus. Amen? Because if you, you know, the wages of sin is death. I don't care if you're saved or not. There's something dead going to happen when you disobey God. It's just, there's something dies. It's just the way it is. But then Jesus can redeem that when you repent, right? Are we good with that? I'm not talking about getting saved again. I'm just talking about growing in Jesus, right? Let your gauges read perfectly right in the middle. And if they start getting off, you've got to ask yourself, where am I not believing? Where am I not in faith? Where am I not trusting? Where am I putting my trust in other things? Where am I trying to do it myself? And Paul is saying, I don't want you to do that. I want you, don't want you to have the same behaviors that were the things that satisfied you, that you thought would satisfy you, that you thought would protect you. I want you to lean on Jesus wholly and completely. Huh. <laughs> I love this. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Amen? Go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I believe I trusted you. And let the Holy Spirit speak to your spirit like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And assure you that, yes, I'm in the Beloved. And then when you can relax in that, then your behaviors change and your gauges go back to normal. Are you with me? Amen. He wants us to enjoy this new life. He wants us to walk in this freedom. He does. And so Paul has the same desire for them. I mean, he's being kind of hard, but you know, sometimes 
Sometimes don't we look at people that are supposedly believers and, and their life just doesn't show it. And maybe we get a little angry and we want to slap them upside the head. And, you know, we want to, it's easy, so easy to judge. And you know, the same thing happens to us as individuals. We do, we do a little something that's out of character, Christ-like character. And Satan comes. He's the enemy, right? And he tells us, he says, you, you never really got saved. Anybody ever hear that from him? You know, you don't tell me, but I mean, I know a lot of you have. I have. I say, you didn't really do that. Not everybody. I'm, I'm good with that. But we have to be able to say, we look, we test ourselves. Oh, no. Oh, no. I remember. And some of you remember the very day and the very hour. And some of you just have always believed. I mean, you, you can't remember when you didn't believe. You know, I'm not going to judge that. Hey, man, I am not the judge. <laughs> but that's reserved for one. I'm going to let him have it. You know what I'm saying? But we as believers, when we see each other messing up or in a wrong, you know what should happen? Love should just flow out of us. Concern, care. I need to go share with my brother or sister the truth in love. And reestablish the fact in their heart that they belong to Jesus. Let their calling and election be made sure, right? And it's love. You know, you might, you might save a brother. You might find out that, you know what? At some concert when I was a kid, you know, I raised my hand when they said every eye closed, every head bowed. You know, remember those days? And you slipped your hand up. But you never really gave your life to Christ. You know? But maybe you did. But you need to know. Test yourself. Examine yourself. Are you with me? I want you to be totally free. And totally convinced and secure in your salvation. Are you with me? Amen? And we can be. Right? So here's a different writer, John. And he's writing about this thing and he gives us some little ideas, little things that look like this is this is from evil. This is from good. This is from wrong. This is from right. This is from Satan, if you will. This is from God, if you will. And so he gives a little more detail on how to examine yourself and just see because it's by your fruit. That you know. I know it's an apple tree when I walk up to it and there are apples on that tree. Right? And so John gives some pictures of what should be hanging from a Christian's life. This is 1 John chapter 3, 1 through 22. There's quite a bit here. And this is in the message. What... Marvelous! I love the way he kicks it off. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's once. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But friends... That's exactly who we are, second time. Children 
of God. All right. He's he's sending a message of assurance here. <clears throat> so when you examine yourself, you see something positive. And that's only the beginning. He knows how we'll end up. What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we'll see him. And in seeing him, become like him. Verse 3, all of us who look forward to his coming, stay ready with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. Okay, so we, got, we have this model. All who indulge in a sinful life, watch this now. All who indulge in, a, indulge in a sinful life are dangerously lawless, for sin is a major disruption of God's order. I love that. Surely you know that Christ showed up in order to get rid of sin. There is no sin in him, and sin is not part of his program. No one, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds, Right? And Paul wrote that. He said, so do we sin more so that grace can abound more? God forbid. Heaven forbid. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it's very interesting. No one. Who lives deeply in Christ makes a practice of sin. None of those who do practice sin have taken a good look at Christ. They've got him all backwards. So my dear children, don't let anyone divert you from the truth. It's the person who acts right who is right. Just as we see it lived out in our righteous Messiah. Y'all, remember, this is not Performance-based acceptance. This is what results from a true relationship with the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Are you with me? When you have his DNA. It's so easy to be in the camp where if we see somebody sinning, we are just irate. We're ready to take them out. We're ready to just, you know, blast them. You know what I'm saying? We're ready to clean their clock, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or on the other side, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. And you just go ahead. Huh. Well, that's not right either. The, the radical middle of the truth is that God hates sin. But God has a remedy for sin. And God wants you to know it. And he wants to share it with you. And he does not excuse sin. He doesn't wink his eye at sin. He doesn't turn his back on sin. He attacked it. In fact, he took it upon himself. And took it to death. So that we might live. Amen? Amen. Isn't that good? And so it should change our attitude. When we see people sin, there should be something that wells up in us. That desires to help our brother or sister. Amen? And one of the best ways we can do is say, do you know you're saved? We've got to start there. Do you know you're saved? Because if you don't know you're saved, we can't do anything. Because until you're born again, you can't see the kingdom, right? I mean, it's just the way it is. But if there's real love, it's the kind of love that sent Jesus to redeem us while we were still sinners, right? 
Man. And so that's our attitude toward people. It's got to be. It's got to be. It is easy to sit in our little, on our little holy throne and, and, and cast dispersion or uh, judgment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Wait, that's easy. But how about dying to yourself, dying to myself, us dying to ourselves and serving the way Jesus served. Right? And so it's important. Last night, Kathy and I <clears throat> had some time together. And uh, we actually went out and, and, and to eat somewhere. And um, there was this little gal waiting on us. And, you know, you could tell that she battled drugs. I mean, you could just tell, you know. Sometimes you can just tell. And, uh, and yet there was something about her, you know. And I just kept asking the Lord, Lord, what, what you know, what's, what's with this little girl? I mean, she's a little girl to me. I mean, she, <laughs> she's older. But, you know, and he just, she had a, a little cross Little blue ink, you know, like do it yourself, kind of cross tattoo on the back of her neck. And so near the end, she came up and I said, I said, Are you a believer? I never do this stuff, you guys. I mean, it's like, <laughs> none of my business. That's your business? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a hoot now. <clears throat> so it's like, I mean, I was so relaxed, and, and the love of God was just like, ah. And, uh, you know, it, it could have been, there's another druggie, you know, trying to wake tables, trying to support her habit, you know, whatever. And, but I don't know, the Lord just was there. I mean, I saw him. And so he, I just saw her, are you believe? I said, are you believing? She says, yeah, I am. She says, but it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. I'm not. You know, the first thing she goes to is, I'm not going to church now. I was raised in church. See, you know, that old kind of southern kind of thing, you know, it's about being in church. It's not being about being in church. It's about believing in Jesus. Amen. Right? Amen. I mean, and that's what we had to preach, you know. Right. We're not preaching Franklin Covenant Church. We're preaching Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Lived, died, crucified, buried, raised, raised again, sitting at the right hand of the Father. You know, Wow. So, come to find out, her living boyfriend just died. She was still married to the father of her children, eight and five, who was in prison for the third time. She did have, indeed have a drug problem. So what do you... You better get your life straightened out. No, I didn't do that. You know, it's just like... You know, he really loves you. He wants you to be at peace. He said, well, I'm a little angry at him. I said, I understand that. You know what? He can handle that. He can handle that. He says, you, I said, you're a little confused, aren't you? I said, you know, you get a boyfriend. He said, you know what? You really need to just, you need to clean up things in your life. And I'm thinking, what am I saying? <laughs> because when she gets that cleaned up, you know, either he... Either go back with her husband or divorce her husband or whatever. And I don't know what all y'all think about all that. But uh, whatever, do just... And the Lord, He wants you. And He wants to give you peace. And He wants to give you freedom. And He wants... You know what? It's like, yes, Jesus, yay, God. Yay, God. But that's the thing. We've got to give each other Jesus. We've got to give each other grace. We've got to give each other hope. We've got to... Let each other know that if you're messing up, you got to go back to Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. 
The things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Because you can work at it, and you can work at it, and you can strive, and you can strain, and you can grunt, and you can moan, and it will never change until you know in your heart that you believe and that Jesus loves you and has, has received you to himself and made you his brother and father's child and you're accepted in the beloved. Are you with me? So this is what it's all about. <clears throat> when we examine ourselves to find out, are we in the faith? Because that's the critical part. Okay. So here's how you tell the difference between God's children. Wait a minute. Eight. I'm that far back. Those who make a practice of the yeah, We did that one. So the Son of God entered the scene to abolish the devil's ways. Verse 9. People conceived and brought into life by God don't practice. Don't make a practice of sin. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. If you're an apple tree, you're not going to produce pears. It's just the way it is. How could they? God's seed is deep within them, making them who they are. It's not in the nature of the God-begotten to practice and parade sin. Here's how you tell the difference between God's children and the devil's children. The one who won't practice righteous ways isn't from God. Nor is the one who won't love brother or sister a simple test. It's on the front of your bulletin. For this is the original message we heard. We should love each other. We must not be like Cain, who joined the evil one and then killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because he was deep in the practice of evil, while the acts of his brother were righteous. Don't be surprised, friend, when the world hates you. This has been going on a long time. So back on on point. The way we know we've been transferred from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. So test yourself. Examine yourself. Amen? Are you with me? I'm not preaching law. I'm preaching grace. But I'm preaching reality. Are you with me? It's like, golly, John. What are you preaching? (laughs) The way we know anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know very well that eternal life and murder don't go together. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed. Get down to the bedrock, John. Here we go. Christ sacrificed his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears. And you made it disappear. When we practice real love. My dear children, let's not talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're living truly. Living in God's reality. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism. Isn't that good? The only way to shut down debilitating self-criticism. Even when there is something to it. For God is greater 
than our worried hearts. <laughs> and knows more about us than we do ourselves. And friends, once that's taken care of and we're no longer accusing or condemning ourselves, we're bold and free before God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> we are able to stretch out our hands and receive what we ask for because we're doing what he said. Doing what pleases him. Y'all, that's what Paul wanted them to get. You are in the beloved and this is what it looks like. Isn't it good? So I'm going to read two scriptures from from. Last week and the week before last. And honestly, I, I, don't, I haven't talked to him yet, and I, I don't know why I like to do this. Because <laughs> it's a, I don't know. But I read Phil Woody's blog the other day, and it is such an incredible wrap-up to this series. I'm basically finished with this little series. But if, if I can talk, Phil, don't you think Phil probably ought to, I mean, no pressure. You guys are afraid to say anything. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Phil. You just need to pray about that, brother. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it or complete it until the day of Christ. And you baptism candidates, know this. Know this. Have confidence that the God who began the good work in you at your salvation will Complete it. Or say, and if, sorry, I try to be more entertaining. Anyway, for I'm confident. And Romans eight thirty seven through thirty nine. When are you getting that cold water? It'll wake you up. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic. Today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Woo! Amen? Whoa! Glory to God. Worship team, will you come and lead in that song? And parents, go get your children. We're going to have water baptism. I'm going to change my clothes. Thank you. And Chris, if you can... Get all this set up. Oh, man.
Yeah. 